If you've built up your success based on the fact that you feel like you've done it alone, you're gonna wear that as a, a badge of pride, a badge of honor. You need to check in with your beliefs and then ask yourself the question, is this still empowering? Because there are beliefs that served you for a time that no longer serve you. Welcome to Next Level University. I am your host, Kevin Palmieri. And I am your host, Alan Lazarus. At Next Level University, we believe in a heart-driven, but no BS approach to holistic self-improvement for entrepreneurs. We bring you seven episodes a week, six of which are solo episodes with Kevin and myself, and one world-class guest to help you level up your life, your love, your health, and your wealth. Self-improvement in your pocket every day from anywhere for free. Welcome to Next Level University. How do you know what data you're tracking is the right data? Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, how do I know that? I, I would say that the simple answer would be a deeper understanding of cause and effect, but I would say it's iterative. So how do I explain that? I would say you have to master cause and effect. You have to you have to decide in advance that deductive reasoning is really, really important to you. I know that sounds really weird, but uh, I told this client of mine, like deductive reasoning needs to become something that you intend to be the best you possibly can be at. Because the, the how do you know the data you're tracking is actually the right data? You don't at first. Mm -hmm. uh, we have 25 departments in our business and we have metrics for every department. And we started off just tracking stuff. And then we honed in over time consistently what matters and what doesn't, what matters and what doesn't, what matters and what doesn't. So I'll give you an example. We have a new website, uh, nextleveluniverse.com. And shout out to Alessandro. He just rebuilt it recently, redesigned it. We're now tracking the analytics in Google Analytics. And we just started off tracking what I felt was right. And then as we went, we started to learn and we started to realize, you know, what actually matters is the total amount of page views and then the duration they're on the page. And then also let's, let's calculate new page views. So people, new, new IP addresses that come to the site. So the short answer is you don't really know at first. So just start tracking stuff and I'll give you another tangible example. So we use peak performance tracking. If you're a long-term listener of the show, you don't, you know what that is. Uh, and we also have an app as well where people track their habits. So as of right now, between coaching, uh, group coaching and one-on-one -on -one coaching and the app, hundreds, hundred plus people are currently tracking their habits, including the whole NOU team. And so, you know, whenever I sign on a new client, I got two clients last week, super pumped. It's always like, okay, here's the morning habits, afternoon habits, evening habits, you pick them. And they always ask me what habits. And I say, well, we've, these are the goals that you want to achieve. So what do you, whatever you believe is going to get you closer to those goals. And they always tell me, I don't really know. I said, just pick some, do those. And then every time we jump on the phone, we're going to tweak them. We're going to, we're going to look what's working, what's not working. So that's my answer is start somewhere, start tracking the data and then let it evolve as you go. I, I think you should think of it like a tree that has roots. You might, it's like, um, okay, my social media posts, I'm tracking how many views I'm getting or whatever. Why does that matter in the grand scheme of things? Okay, cool. Let me figure out what's next. Okay, my, my story posts, why does that matter? And the amount of people coming to my website, why does that matter? I think you just have to create a root off of everything that you're doing. That's, that's what's helped me the most because 
when I'm coaching Alan, it's very much how many of these things are you doing? And the, the, the reason I know they're important is because we made a giant list of things that we thought were important. And then we figured out, okay, what goes into each one of those things? What goes in, into each one of those things? So I think of it when I close my eyes as a giant root system that goes into a tree. And I think that's probably the best way to do it. List out everything you're doing and list out everything that goes into that. That'll give you a pretty good idea of where to start. And then to Alan's point, in the beginning, just track whatever data you have. If you have a number, track it. If you don't have any numbers yet, then then that's your initial thing is what numbers can I find? And get help as well. Hire yeah. a coach who is ahead of you in that particular thing. Why do you fear why do you feel there has been such a stigma created around being self-made versus sharing that you had support from mentors, et cetera, along the way? Status. I think um, people want to have status. There's another thing. I asked Kevin this recently, um, probably a couple of months ago, but I said, why do you think people want things to be easy for them? Like, I don't understand. Like, I don't get it. I, I like when things are really challenging. And he's like, there's something about doing something and then saying it was easy that's like a status thing. It's like, oh, it wasn't yeah, that hard for me. I think there's two there's two kinds of people. There's people who take pride in how easy it's been for them, and there's people who take pride in how challenging it's been. And I would say the same for this. There's people who take pride in the fact that they've done it themselves and they had no support and they got rid of everybody in their life. And there's people who take pride in the fact that they give credit to those who have lifted them up because they realize that's the humble correct thing for them to do fire i would say i just want to share this as well be accurate in it so so shoot for whatever is accurate right no no person is self-made i mean i didn't pave the streets i didn't build this phone i didn't create Streamyard. i didn't ask these questions i didn't create this microphone you know i I think about that all the time, even just being born in a country that has capitalism and we can build a business. I mean, it's awesome, right? So no one's self-made, but but there's also the other side of that coin, which is, you know, not everyone would have been able to do this. And we really have worked really hard and we really have put in the work and, you know, a thousand episodes is, is, is not easy. And so I think you got to find five. Everything we talk about is finding that optimal stopping problem. Some people aren't giving themselves enough credit. Other people are giving themselves way too much credit. Um, j- just try to find five. They might not be ready to. That's going to be my theme for this is it's very hard to, if you've built up your success based on the fact that you feel like you've done it alone you're going to wear that as a a badge of pride, a badge of honor. So you're not you're not going to want you're not going to want to admit you've had help. Sometimes admitting you've had help is challenging. Especially if you're known for being really good at something, it's hard to take your crown off and say, "Well, it wasn't it wasn't all me." Th- that that's part of it. I think the ego, the ego probably isn't fully in their control yet, is what I would say. Fair. How do you know if you have a limiting belief that's disguised as an empowering one? Great question. That is a great question. Go ahead, Kev. I would say um, when you dig deeper into the, the belief, whether you don't know whether it's limiting or empowering it, when you dig deeper into it, you start to connect things like we're talking about today. For a long time, um, say I might think that uh, being quote unquote relatable 
is something that is going to be empowering, it might also hold me back if it doesn't force me to learn and it doesn't force me to grow and it doesn't force me to get outside of my comfort zone. I, I just think you have to dig. This podcast started from a place of extreme self-awareness, hyper-conscious, acutely aware. You have to dig below the first initial layer and say, well, okay, what does this actually mean? Like, wh where am I using this? In what context am I, am I using this? And is it serving me to the level I actually think it is? I, I really think it's just a, a stack of why is this happening? Okay, let me dig deeper. Let me dig deeper. It's one of those. It's just an intrinsic view into yourself. It's a, it's a check-in <clears throat> to, to Kevin's point. Same deal. You need to check in with your beliefs and then ask yourself the question, is this still empowering? Because there are beliefs that served you for a time that no longer serve you. And that's the interesting thing. And, and we talk about this a lot on this podcast. A lot of people in this industry will grind for many, many, many years, sometimes decades, and then they'll get successful and then they'll forget what it was like at the beginning and then give advice that's really, quite frankly, detrimental to people in the beginning. Um, so I'll, I'll use an example. And again, Tim Ferriss is going to hate me for this, but I'm sorry that title was irresponsible in my opinion. So he wrote a book called The 4-Hour Workweek. And I love the book, but the title is irresponsible because Tim Ferriss got to be as successful as he is through 60-hour weeks minimum every week. Um, and of course he worked very smart, not just hard, but now he wrote a book about how to achieve massive success in very little amounts of time, but he didn't necessarily do it that way. And again, Tim, I'm sorry if you ever were to see or hear this, uh, cause I am a huge fan and I do love your work, but that, that book title bothers me because it's not true. If there's a young person who's in college or high school and, and they want to start a company like Tim did and have a podcast that's global with with hundreds of millions of listeners and they want to work four hours a week no no possibility no possibility no chance and i think that that's kind of the point here is you have to check in with your beliefs do you believe that you can achieve a quarter million dollar income with four hours a week that seems like an empowering belief mm. is it still empowering is it empowering you have to ask those questions and I had, uh, I think in my life, I swung the pendulum left and then right and then left and then right. And I got closer and closer and closer to center. I remember talking about this recently in book club. In my early 20s, I went through a pretty cynical phase. I, I In college, I was an electrical and computer engineer. And then I did my master's degree and I started learning about business and how it really works and stockholders and how it all happens and the global economy and different countries and GDP and all this stuff. And I started to get a little bit cynical because it's like, oh, wow, like this is not necessarily set up for everybody to succeed, you know, and, and, and it depressed me for a little while. And then after 26, I got hooked on phonics when it comes to personal development. And I was just like, oh, my God, everyone can achieve their dreams. And I got I went all in on that. And I was like, it's going to be amazing. Like and, and so I swung the pendulum back. And now in my you know, headed towards my mid thirties, I'm starting to realize like, okay, statistically speaking, yes, we all can be more successful than we are now, but we're definitely not all going to be Tim Ferriss. Right. And, and I think that all of us just need to check in with our beliefs consistently because what once served you, um, is probably not serving you. Remember the level of thinking that got you to this level needs to evolve in order to get you to the next level. And that's what we're constantly doing on this podcast is we're constantly thinking and rethinking our beliefs 
rethinking and thinking about who we are and who we need to be. And um, it's an evolution. The one thing that never changes is change. So it is a constant growth progression and you have to just check in with it. And I think all of us have limiting beliefs that are disguised as empowering. And those are the most deceitful because you think they're serving you. And in the beginning, they probably did. I'll give you one more example. I know we got to go soon. So imagine you have really low self-confidence and then you say, you know what? Self-confidence is the way. And then you build self-confidence, build self-confidence. Now you're level 10 self-confidence and you still think self-confidence is the way. No, humility is the way now, right? So you have to let that evolve and it's super important. A good little exercise you could use for this or anything really is sell yourself on the opposite perspective. So this is something, I, I do this all the time, Alan, where I literally did this tonight. Alan and I have to work late tonight. We're going to be in spreadsheets till I don't want to throw a number out there because I don't want to make it happen. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to get Burger King. I'm on a Burger King fix. I don't know why. I sold myself on the other thing of give me five reasons you shouldn't get it tonight, Kev. Well, we have food. I don't really feel like going out. It's raining. I don't want to feel like garbage, right? Like uh, here's a bunch of things. And if I go, I'm going to end up getting dessert. But if you sell yourself on the opposite thing, you try to give yourself reasons to um, dispute the other side, it's going to raise your awareness and it's going to give you perspective. So you can do that too. I think that'll help. Hey guys, my name is Laura and I was a member of group number two, which was called uh, Gratitude with Attitude. And I just wanted to tell you a little bit about my experience with group coaching. I was... um, Over a period of three months, we were guided by Kevin and Alan and encouraged to express ourselves without the fear of being uh, judged. So they were very supportive. They are very knowledgeable. They are very, very um, understanding. And uh, they just provided this safe space for us to be ourselves. And uh, there was an amazing uh, culture of support among all the members of the group. And you are given the opportunity to um, take as much as you wanted from the experience, participate as much as you wanted or as little as you wanted. And all of it was done in a very, very safe and confidential space. So you really, really have the opportunity to really grow. Um, And to be honest, if it hadn't been for the opportunity to be in group coaching, I would not be able to have the courage to be recording this video right now. So please don't let the opportunity pass you by because it will be the money best invested in your own personal growth. So don't wait, just do it. Fire. Burger King. If you are trying to make a difference on a global scale, but feel like no progress is being made, how do you change that mindset? Uh, My answer would be the understanding of the compound effect. If you haven't read the compound effect, I highly recommend. I think it's the most valuable book ever written, not necessarily because Darren Hardy is the best author, but because the concept itself is the most powerful. Uh, If you were to put you know, $1,000 onto a financial calculator and grow it by 0.1% per day over many years, you would see that just be, it's wild. It's wild. So one of the reasons why whoever asked that question feels like they're making no progress is because a lot of times progress is invisible for a very long time. I was on the phone, uh, Zoom with 
uh, Jenna and Amy this past weekend. We do a VAGM session every weekend, and they were asking me a little bit about the future of NLU, and I actually drew a picture of an iceberg. <clears throat> and I showed the little portion of the iceberg that the world can currently see. And they're at NLU, so they, they've seen the business model behind the scenes, and they've seen the dashboard, so they know like we're bigger than what the world can see right now. Um, and I, I had three sections of this iceberg. The top is what the world can see. Um, the underneath that portion of it is where we are, what we really are. So what the world can see, what we really are now, and then what we're going to be. And what we're going to be is by far the biggest part. And so um, progress is not linear. It's exponential. And the analogy for this is, let's say Kevin is 30 steps from me. If he were to do 30 steps, 30 meters um, to me uh, versus exponential steps, which is one, two, four, eight, 16, 32, that whole thing, he would actually circumvent the globe. And so people don't really understand that. Um, and uh, the best analogy for this is the doubling penny. So if you take a penny and double it every day for 31 days, it ends up to be $10.3 million, I think. But in the 16th day, I think it's like, I don't know, seven, 17 bucks or something. And, and I don't know the exact numbers on that. But the point is, is that the compound effect, this is the saying, trends are too weak to notice until they're too strong to stop, both positive and negative. I would say focus, if you don't feel like you're making any progress, focus on the progress that you've made at a local level. The, the global thing, like Alan and I are now just, not just now, but like now we're actually having global impact in terms of listeners in 125 plus countries. To Alan's point, for the first three years, that wasn't really happening. But we focused on, well, we're having impact at a local level. I had somebody I went to high school with reach out. That's awesome. That's, that's impact. That's progress. So I think sometimes you have to focus on where you were to understand where you are and then focus on where you are compared to where you want to be. That's not always, that's not always a bad thing. Um, that, yeah, that's what I would say. Focus on the wins and you have to focus on the improvements as well, but it depends on how you're wired. If you're a super visionary, like, like Alan is, it's going to be different anyway, but that's what I would say. You, it's very hard to go global if you don't go local first. Mm, for sure. One more B. How do you let go of a person, place, thing, or idea that is not making a difference anymore if you are someone who does not like change or prefers routine? I would throw this out there. You ask why Why was that person, place, thing, idea, feeling, thought in your life in the first place, and why are they still? And if those don't align, it's again, it's very logical for me, but you have to ask yourself why were they there? And are they still here for the same reason? And should they, whatever they is, be here for the same reason? And then there's your, at least there's your awareness for you to say, oh, this person was in my life because I used to, I'll just use person as an example, because I used to like going out to the bar and I needed somebody who liked to go out to the bar. Then we kind of just stayed in touch. We were still friends. And now I don't go out to the bar anymore. But this person's still in my life. So they're actually filling a spot for somebody who might be more aligned for you. And I, I would say that you have to ask yourself, why were they here? Why are they still here? If there's a difference there, that's where I would start exploring. Uh, whenever people join the NLU team, I always try to gather their perspective. I always want to understand like what's different. The newest NLU team member said, like, I've never felt more aligned with a group of people before. And I wanted to understand why that is. Again, you know, understanding, figuring out what's really making the difference is the name of this episode. And what's really making the difference in this case is that 
everyone on the NLU team is focused on growth. They're all focused on maximizing their potential. They're all focused on dream chasing. They're all focused on tracking habits and being better and learning and growing and book club and meetups and podcasts. And so to answer this question, if there's a person, place, thing, or idea that's no longer serving you and you are afraid of change, what you want to do is understand two things. One, most relationships are actually a byproduct of mutual passion. So if you were super into basketball uh, when you were younger, a lot of your friends were into basketball. A lot of my friends were into basketball and snowboarding. I did ski club and I did basketball and uh, recreational basketball. The thing is, is that when basketball and snowboarding go away, do those friendships stay? And so, and then the second thing that I want to share with everybody is this. Number one is, is there still a mutual passion that is connecting me to this person, place, thing, or idea? Okay. And is that still aligned? The second thing is John Maxwell's book, The 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, has one chapter in it called The Law of Trade-Offs. And it talks about how every decision you make has a trade-off. So for example, if I'm going to go to the gym tonight, I'm going to have to trade off the quality time that I could have spent with Emilia and Tucker, right? Unless I go to the gym with Emilia, but then I'm trading off the quality time I could have spent with Tucker. And so every decision you make has pros and cons, every single one, right? Every home you buy, you could have bought a different one. The problem with the law of trade-offs is that you feel the pain of the trade-off first. So every person, place, thing, or idea in your life right now is there for a reason, and it's serving a need. It's serving some need. And unfortunately, the need that it's serving is going to be unmet for a time when you trade it off, so to speak. And so um, I remember when I first started podcasting with Kev, the limiting belief that I had that was disguised as empowering is that everybody can come with us. Everybody can be successful with us. Everybody can achieve dreams with us. Everybody wants to have goals and dreams and work hard too. Everyone wants to maximize their potential. And that actually held me back a lot. And so now what I've done is I've traded a lot of the persons, places, things, and ideas that are not congruent with growth in, which hurt a lot. And then the law of attraction worked the way it's supposed to and brought a lot of people, places, things, and ideas that are aligned with growth and maximizing one's potential. So that's my answer. And I know we got to go. So that's all I'll say about that. I'll, I'll add just quickly to that. I think at times our fear of change causes us, causes us not to make changes that would benefit us in the long run. So if you're afraid of change, you're not going to do things that would actually benefit you in the long run. And because you don't make any changes, things are actually going to change for the worse. It's this weird thing where if you try to take the path of least resistance, you'll usually end up somewhere you don't want to get to. If you take the easiest path for your entire life, usually you don't get to the place you want to get to. And I think this is just one of those examples where, to Alan's point, it sucks in the moment, it sucks in the beginning, but you have to believe it ultimately will be worth it. And I think a lot of things in personal development are like that. Anything to add, Alan, quickly? Uh, that's it. Yeah, the pain right. of the trade-off is is coming first, and that's why it's so difficult but to your point, brother, um, you can either, you know, pay now and play later or you can play now and pay later. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. 
Next level nation, if you are somebody who is a dream chaser, which you are because you are listening to this podcast and you want more out of your life, you say, hey, I'm listening to the podcast. Maybe I've downloaded the free course, but I want more. Our eighth round, which is wild to me, of group coaching starts on October 4th. It is bi-weekly calls with Alan and I and you're in a private WhatsApp group and you have access to the app and there's a workbook and it's just awesome. And the biggest thing is the community. One of the best things about a podcast is you can listen from anywhere in the world, but one of the downsides is oftentimes you don't know who else is listening. So if you join group coaching, you will meet nine other people who are also next level human beings. Everything you need to know is in the show notes slash below. Also, uh, we're coming up on our final chapter of Dare to Lead in Book Club by Brene Brown. And we're about to put a poll in Next Level Nation for our next book. These are the books for the poll. The first one, is Essentialism by Gregory McKeon. Classic. The second one is a book called Switch, How to Change Things When Change is Hard by Chip Heath and Dan Heath. The next is Cleaning Up Your Mental Mess by Dr. Caroline Leaf. And then there's two more. Limitless by Jim Quick. Upgrade your brain, learn anything faster, and unlock your exceptional life. And the very last one, but not least, High Performance Habits, How Extraordinary Ooh. People Become That Way by the one and only Brendan Burchard. And uh, yeah, so if you're not in Next Level Nation yet, please join and uh, please vote as well. And the link to join book club will be in the show notes as well. I'm gonna have to get a, I'll get a vote in on that. I don't know where I'm gonna go yet. I voted for High Performance Habits in the past, didn't get picked. So we'll see, maybe it's time, maybe it's time, we'll see. It's a great book. We'll see. Great book. I would like. All right, that we gotta lot. do. We gotta do spreadsheets, Jeff. Next level nation. As always, thank you so much for joining. We love you. We appreciate you. Grateful for each and every one of you. And at NLU, we do not have fans. We have family. We will talk to you all tomorrow. Please reach out. Say bye, B. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Next Level University. We love connecting with the Next Level family, so make sure you follow us on Instagram. I am at NeverQuitKid, and Alan is at ALazarus88. Also, if you found value in this episode, leave us a review using the link in the show notes, and please share this with someone who's ready to get to the next level. We will talk to you tomorrow.